over the next decade, what trends will have the largest impact on the global economy? Industries of the Future, a book by Alec Ross, offers a rare glimpse into that crystal ball by explaining what's next for the world, the advances and stumbling blocks that will emerge in the next 10 years, and how we can navigate them. Alec joins me down the line now. Alec, while you were working as Senior Advisor for Innovation to Hillary Clinton, you travelled to 41 countries exploring the latest advances coming out of every continent. Well, we already know that cybercrime is an issue and robotics are gaining momentum daily. But what surprising discoveries did you make during this time? One surprise discovery I made uh, was in the what I call the geography of future markets. In the past, we've been able to say, oh, Asia will do this. Oh, Europe will do that. Oh, the United States will do this, that, or the other. I think that we are entering into a new stage of globalization where instead of being able to talk in terms of entire continents, I think that there's going to be a lot of diversity within them. So in Africa, for example, Africa isn't going to do any one thing. It's going to do 54 different things. And so one of the interesting things is that I don't think that we can make sweeping judgments about vast tracts of the world anymore. And there's going to be, there are going to be winners and there are going to be losers that disaggregate on a country-by-country basis and a city-by-city basis even more. Well, you've examined specific fields that will most shape our economic future. What's the main things we should be aware of? The, at the core of a lot of this is my observation that he who controlled or owned the land during the agricultural age had the economic power and the political power. He who controlled and owned the factories and had access to the natural resources during the industrial age had the economic power and the political power. He or she who owned the data and controlled the data in today and tomorrow's economy are those with the economic power and those with the political power. And he or she who controls the data will in turn transform industries that we think of as not necessarily having technology at their core, but those are the industries that are going to be, that are going to be impacted next. So what else would you say are the main changes coming in the next 10 years? Well, I think one big one is in the commercialization of genomics. The last trillion dollar industry was created out of computer code. The next trillion dollar industry is going to be created out of our genetic code. We're now 15 years past the mapping of the human genome. Mapping a hum the human genome for the first time cost $2.7 billion. As recently as five years ago, it cost $100,000. Now it's at 1% of that. It's about $1,000. And the implications of this are twofold. Number one, we'll soon be able to develop medicines that are designed to deal with the specific genetic makeup of our bodies and of the illnesses in those bodies. And the second thing goes to illness detection. There's something being developed right now called a liquid biopsy at Stanford University and Johns Hopkins University, where cancerous cells can be found in a blood sample at one one hundredth the size of what can be detected in an MRI. If this can become more affordable and more mainstream, it could add two or three years of average life expectancy to us all. That's a really big deal in our lives and economically. So overall, these changes we're going to be seeing in the next 10 years, they obviously represent big opportunities as well. How do we capitalize on these? It's early days. There will be a lot of creation and a lot of destruction. Uh, Pablo Picasso once said that every act of creation begins with an act of destruction. And so I think that the, both the investors that will do the best as well as the entrepreneurs who do the best 
Well, those who will be those who sort of immerse themselves in these fast emerging fields and who invest broadly. So in the same way in which there were many, many search engines in the 1990s, Lycos, Infoseek, AltaVista, Webcrawler, all of these that have since gone by the wayside, there was a Google that emerged. In all these fields from big data to genomics to, to robotics and many others, there will be centibillion dollar companies that emerge from that. So it's a good time to be reading, it's a good time to be studying, and it's a good time to be preparing for the industries of the future. Well, finally, economic predictions are not always that reliable, especially at the moment where uncertainty is probably the only predictable thing. So how much should we actually bank on future forecasts? It's awfully hard to make predictions, especially about the future. <laughs> I do think it's important to be able to look around the corner here. And uh, I think that, that we tend to overestimate what's going to happen over the short term and underestimate what's going to happen over the long term. So what I would tend to do is look at the forecasts that, that focus on the technologies that will be in place in five to ten years and then think about the investment opportunities that map against those technological developments. I do think that there's reason for long-term forecasting, uh, particularly since the pace of change is going to come at us so quickly.